I believe that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, you reductive Muppet! Well, if you think it's Jif and not Gif, then have fun this Christmas opening all your GIFs! Well, if you think standing to wipe is okay, then unfriend me! Hey everybody, welcome back to Unfriend Me. It's uh, Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young, and it's uh, Unfriend Me for December 5th, 2017. Well, you you know what that means, uh, uh, Scott? We've uh, turned the calendar, and uh, it has become Docile December. Oh, so we've settled on it then, Docile December. Docile December. Listen, we're going to have, we just invented this show, what, a couple months ago now, and uh, uh, already things have gotten really hot. You know, people have uh, uh, exchanged a lot of uh, uh, harsh words, right? And that was the point of this: is we're we're going to try and open up these wounds as much as we can, yep. and uh, 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 allow people to to kind of get a good idea of where all sides stand. But you want to know what? For the season, the 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 December season, uh, we we figured we'd take slightly less life or death kind of topics, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and so we've decided to do a little bit more all through the month. We're going to do three topics each, mostly because I cannot squeeze two hours of Googling out of any of these. But they are stuff that we like to argue about. This is a show about good-natured conversations and arguments. And uh, uh, so today we're going to do, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, is it GIF or GIF? And standing or sitting wiping? <laughs> this third one has got me a little concerned. But uh, I'm ready for it. So um, th- this is something that, that you do not know. You are not aware that this is a, a thing. I was not aware that this is a thing for anybody outside of... I, I, listen, I'm a parent. I raised three kids. Yeah, yeah. When you're helping them learn how to use the can, yeah. uh, when, they, when they get up and they've done their business, you have them... When they're real young, you have them stand, and then you usually have to kind of do it, and then eventually they figure it out on their own, but by the time they yeah. figure out around, they have the dexterous and the sort of reach to be able to do it without standing up. So to me, the idea of adults standing uh, during this phase of everyday human behavior is super foreign to me. I don't get we it. Are going to fi- you are going to find out that they walk among us. <laughs> the standards. The standards are, are around us. Your, uh, some, your best friends and family members might be standards. We, okay. will, we will get to it. We're going to talk briefly about all of them. But we, of course, rely on you guys to make this show what it is. Put this number in your phone, 801-285-9395. That is where you can call. The phone numbers working this time. We also have hashtag unfriendme, where we are going to be watching the tweets flow in. Uh, yeah. But before we get into docile December, <laughs> we have nitro November oh, to put man. to bed. Yeah, we, need to, we have to finish it off in this way because this is how we do the show. But it is going to feel a little... Like a like a, a heavy top and and the bottom will feel a little well depending if you're standing or sitting the bottom will be a little uh, less raw. <laughs> uh, these are emails from our last week's show, which was the war on Christmas. Uh, Taki Daki Tensai, a former evangelical minister turned atheist, says, "If you're feeling like minority opinions and beliefs are slowly eroding the public expression of Christianity, know that it could be." that they probably just want a seat at the table that they've been excluded from for so long. In my view, secularism is the idea for the sake of peace. Everyone either gets their religious views, uh, viewpoints uh, respected or no one does. Otherwise, it gives a clear preference for, for some religions and not others. When secular groups like the FFRF go after nativity scenes, it's usually because it's on public property funded by taxpayer dollars, not private citizens' property, uh, it's not them saying you can't believe something, but rather that not everyone should have to pay for uh, it to represent them as a publicly displayed religious expression. Mm. I mean, they do have the downside, Christianity, that is the downside of being the prominent religion in this country. And so that being a downside uh, when people are saying, well, all right, you've got all you, you're you're the minority or majority and we don't think we should have your biblical passage in this uh, plaque in front of the state uh justice you know building or something and yeah. and and so that seems like oh this is a pushback we're we're having our rights as christians stripped away and the other side saying well no you've got way more than you should have you're already encroaching 
on the uh, state and and uh, state and church line here. We need to push back a little bit and push you back into church and away from state stuff. And uh, thus, thus is the fight. Um, but he, you I, know. I will say, I will say that we did get another email. That I didn't put in just because it was this is one thing. So I figured I could just add it in that uh, that it, it isn't just private uh, stuff. You know, there are some overactive condo boards, for example, that uh, or or neighborhood homeowners associations that uh, that have banned certain religious iconography on lawns and stuff like that. And then we had one person write in saying that they even had a neighborhood controversy because uh, somebody had their Christmas tree by the window and the homeowners association requested that they move the Christmas tree because it might offend people. Wow. A tree. Okay. Tree. So the, the pagan, yeah. the pagan symbol of uh, nothing to do with Jesus had to get moved. Right. Is that the deal? No, right. Listen, it's in the Bible. And lo, Jesus hid in a tree. Uh, <laughs> thought it was a great laugh. That's right. Uh, David Rodin says the driving force behind the war on Christmas is similar to the one that causes people to overreact to female Ghostbusters. Heimdall being uh, uh, being black and social justice warriors trying. That's all in quotes, by the way, trying to make the games industry more inclusive. Some people who are born and raised as part of a dominant social group see any movement toward equality as an attack against the beliefs and privileges they've enjoyed. However, no one wants to come out and admit that, that, they're, uh, that they enjoy being privileged over others so they can cast themselves as victims who, they are, being, uh, who are being oppressed. By doing so, they end up looking ridiculous by fighting for trivial things when compared to groups fighting against actual oppression, uh, like unarmed black people being shot by cops and women being sexually harassed in the workplace. Uh, David definitely coming down on the side of uh, you, you can't see past your own privilege sometimes and I think there's some truth yeah, to that. Yeah, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ding David on this one. All right. Like, can we not? Let me just ask this. For Docile December, let's all, like, uh, think. Can we not make pain a weapon for just one month? Yeah, it'd be nice. Like, it'd be really, really nice if, yes, people being shot by cops when they uh, should not have is a horrifying tragedy. Yes, women being serially sexually harassed is a horrifying tragedy. Let's not take that tragedy, but let's take that tragedy and show it empathy, right? And understanding instead of immediately picking up and using it as a weapon to hit somebody that we don't like. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think that that is such a huge problem. And it's like, even for the war on Christmas, if you don't think that the war on Christmas is a thing, look at the people that are saying it and, and, and try to find some level of empathy with, okay, well, is there something that I can agree with? Yeah. Is there some element of, okay, maybe this is something that, that I think maybe is a little bit, bit too far. If even just our emailer about the homeowners association with the tree, yeah. right. That, that you can say, yeah, you want to know what it, it at least creates a situation where there could be overruns. And I feel bad for those who are overrun or are felt feel trampled by it. Yeah, it's that I, I, I'm with you on that. And I would also throw out this. I had a recent conversation with a psychologist. I should probably say she's my sister for whatever reasons, the disclaimer. <laughs> uh, but anyway, she has this, it was a private conversation we had about um, psychology and, and what's going on today with a lot of different things and the kind of the outrage culture and where it comes from and everything. And um, she describes a third category so you have the ones that supposedly have so much privilege they can't see past it and everything seems like an encroachment on their rights. You have those whose actual rights have been, uh, like he's talking about here, who have been you know, treated poorly or uh, to whatever degree uh, and have grievances to, against those who have those privileges. And then she says there's this third type that is like those with the privileges that are actually using that privilege to then make a stand against the privilege because they're protected in doing so. In other words, uh, for me, uh, for me, to, it's like keyboard warriors kind of is the idea. It's easy for me to go, hey, quit treating those blacks bad. We as white Americans should be better. It's easier for me to say that than it is for an actual black person who has actual oppression in his life because I'm coming again from a position of privilege that gives me a position of talking power. And also I don't have any of the judgment for being the minority itself. Like that's a thing. That's a real thing. And we have to be careful of that. I have to be careful of that because it's easy for me to want to jump to somebody's rescue, but I'm doing it from a position of, well, I'm safe either way. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's a thing. So anyway, something to consider, something to think about. 
Yeah, whatever, white knight. <laughs> uh, Neil <laughs> writes, church and state separation is vital to a smooth-running society. In the UK, we have a 500-plus years that the head of state is also the head of the church. It's had some rough patches in the beginning, but in the modern era, it's a total non-issue. We don't have Christian values protests at abortion clinics or religious rights-sponsored government anti-LGBT policies. We don't have God in our banknotes, megachurches, televangelists, or prosperity preachers. Despite church and state being blended, Jesus isn't part of the political conversation. We've had at least three declared atheist prime ministers. Perhaps this quote-unquote protection has fostered an environment where the majority don't feel under threat, so they need to go on the offensive. As such a thing as Diwali and Ramadan have a welcome place in the calendar, and we don't need to invent a war on Christmas. Hold on. I got to say a quick thing here. This is the place where King Henry VIII made up a new religious faction so that he could divorce his wife and not piss off the Pope. There's a little bit of, whoa, slow down, quit throwing rocks at my glass house is going on here, historically. He does, he does say they had rough patches, right? So, you know, he, he, he described, sure, a few rough patches euphemistically described. Yeah. Uh, Crusades. Would you call the Crusades a rough patch? Would you call it that? Yeah, listen, we were all young and dumb and wanted to take back Jerusalem, and you know. Uh, listen. That, that is a very uh, reductive. Uh, this is just a very reductive standpoint based on current. I understand what he's saying about current day UK, but this is so leaving out the first eight chapters of your book. Anyway, go anyway, ahead. Go ahead. Also, enjoy your royal wedding next year. Because <laughs> we got one. We got one in there. Ha ha. Finally. Get yeah, we finally got a multiracial ex-actress spy into the royal the royal family. I know, I know. Yeah. A basic cable actress. Yeah, I'm excited. She has done a lot of Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> uh what else we got here david wrote and he said hey that's another david what i see is the war on christmas is someone whose birthday is halloween and so always looks forward to the orange pumpkins and black cats is always uh walking into a store on october 20th and seeing christmas merchandise already for sale it feels like the big chains are so eager for the holiday spending money that they are completely skipping uh what should be the more important holiday for us as a country uh but maybe not for individuals that being thanksgiving but also one that is hard to monetize unless you use or unless you are a grocery store. So I see the phrase happy holidays as a way for the chain stores to extend the shopping season and the PC nuts have adopted it for their own ends. I think I kind of agree with David. I think that's what's uh, going on. All right. Well, on, on that note, here's Joey. Uh, uh, Joey had a longer email that I had to cut down. Uh, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here, but nobody is calling for the government to force stores to say Merry Christmas. Christians are trying to put pressure on corporations to bring back Merry Christmas, which is a completely free market move. So his point is, this is all part of the discussion that that the war on Christmas is just them is, is just Christians uh, who feel that this has been taken away doing their right, which is to say, hey, business, if other people think that Merry Christmas should be gone. We want to make our voice heard to say that Merry Christmas should be here. Sure. Let me just say President uh, 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 Donald J. Trump. Showed up here yesterday for three and a half hours. Came to Utah for three and a half hours. Uh, just long enough to screw around with some National Monument stuff. And then uh, was so happy, and his, his words, so happy to be able to come to Utah and bring back Merry Christmas. To say Merry Christmas again. And I just want him and the world to know, we say it constantly in this state. You didn't bring anything back. All right? Go back to Washington with your fake little gift because you didn't bring one. There was nothing new about what you did. We all say Merry Christmas all year long. I just sent out 250 Christmas cards, one to Justin Robert Young, that hey. all say Merry Christmas from the Johnsons. Not Happy Holidays, not Hope You Have a Good Kwanzaa, any of that bullshit. It is straight up Merry Christmas. We never stop saying it. Don't stand up and take credit for a thing that doesn't exist. And everyone's saying, Scott, he does that every day. I know. I'm just saying it hit my state yesterday, so I had to say something about it. He did bring a gift. He lit a bag of poop on Mitt Romney's uh, doorstep and <laughs> rang the doorbell. On that's fire? A, Do you think a, he... We can get into that in politics, all politics, right. politics, but there's uh, more hilarious uh, Trump versus Romney stuff happening. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so there we go. Uh, uh, did you change your opinion any uh, uh, in, in, in the week reflecting on the war on Christmas, uh, Scott? I slide into Dave's point of view here about um, 
the free market and it making some adjustments and us getting overly emotional about it. I think that that's all true. The problem I have, the, the only real issue I have is that sometimes those emotions get so hot that people get weird and then violent and then do things they will regret. So that's my, my only thing uh, that I kind of have a problem with, but I think this stuff sort of adjusts itself over time and I'm not, I'm not that concerned about it. And, and stores want to make money as much as possible. If Christmas sells, they're going to do it earlier and earlier. There's a reason why I can go see a movie premiere at 6 p.m. on a Thursday night. Um, yeah. There's a reason. I, and that used to be midnight mandatory. And there, there's a reason I can go on uh, Black Friday at 4 p.m. the day before now instead of midnight and rush those doors because there's money to be made. They're leaving it on the table if they don't. That's that's an open market. That's the way this works. So you can dress it up any way you want. They're going to do what they're going to want to do. And if they think they're... Their stock price or their bottom, uh, the, you know, the, the the dollar amount they're going to make one year over the other is affected by going back to going, yes, we are also joining in and bringing back Merry Christmas. That's yeah. just because they'll make more money. And that's OK. I've, I've, I've accepted the fact that the, the, the Christmas season is a huge. I mean, like uh, it's estimated that 50 percent of, of many uh, companies, they make their money on uh, this month. Yeah. Right. And it, it leads people to do crass things like mention the fact that scott johnson and carter johnson art is now in the stickers or diaf mega pack only until christmas and you can buy it at stickers or diaf.com for the low low price of 1999 well done i like how you slipped that in here we don't have any sponsors but we do have that we don't, but we do we do have that yeah. here's what we also have we have docile december enough of these topics we're not talking about religion we're not talking about the government we're not talking about money we're not talking about guns we're not talking about health care it's docile december until we ring in 2018 and that means we have very debated topics that don't lead to anybody dying yeah good idea we're not i mean are we gonna let me ask you this i know this is jumping ahead but when when january hits are we jumping straight to like abortion that day or what we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Maybe we have a big, we have like a, a, a wakey, wakey 2018 uh, uh, topic. So it'll be right there uh, when, we, when we begin. It's going to be abortion and Gamergate back to back. Perfect. Nailed it. Uh, but not for December. So here we go. Let's start off with this one. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Here's the four side. Does, of course, take place during Christmas Eve. It was one of the uh, biggest platforms for Run DMC's classic Christmas in Hollis. Uh, it does feature a pregnant woman. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. Why does it have to? I mean, I know it seems like silly on its face, but why is a pregnant woman Christmassy? Oh, because of Jesus and everyone. It's a new birth. And OK, never mind. Have you forgotten so quickly? <laughs> well, I, you know, the war on Christmas has been hard. I'm back. I'm back from the front, Justin. I barely made it. It's fine. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, there is some Christmas iconography. Ho, ho. Uh, I have a machine gun now. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, one of the most famous scenes in the movie, but not exactly a movie about the spirit of Christmas, which leads many people to think that those that champion the fact that Die Hard is a Christmas movie is just kind of a reductive argument to say, hey, I like a cooler Christmas movie than a movie that is about a season of giving and family and such. So the anti-argument would be, that if Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then almost all of the Shane Black scripts, including Lethal Weapon, Long Kiss Goodnight, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and The Nice Guys are Christmas movies, simply for the fact that they are stories that take place during the time of Christmas, if not Christmas Eve specifically. And, and add Iron Man 3 to that as well. Sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot he did the three. Uh, okay. Can I can I throw this one in there that lends the to the argument that it is a Christmas movie? The the yes. final credits of the film uh, yes. begins to snow, and the camera backs out away from the uh, the the big mess that TGIF Friday Dad just shot uh, finally shot the Amish guy in the head, and it was over finally. And the yeah. camera pans out. And, and by the way, spoilers for Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so and also the Amish guy. I can't think of his real name, and also the black cop guy from tgif is the reason i refer to him as that but anyway they pan the camera matters. out and then uh what was it family matter yeah it was from family matters but it was that tgif yeah, weekend TGIF was the block the block of programming <laughs> right and he plays the cop so anyway yeah. they back out amish guy's dead uh uh what's his name's back with his curly-haired wife and um 
and the and the guy the, the penis face from uh, Ghostbusters is 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 diminished. He's no longer the cool reporter everyone thought he was. I think he got punched or yeah. whatever by her, right? Anyway, that backs out. Camera starts panning out. It's snowing, and what kicks in? Von Monroe's version of "Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow." Yeah, that's Christmassy as hell right there. And I think what happened to people is the movie starts in a similar way and it ends in this way where it is like this sandwiched in Christmas thing. He's coming to L.A. for the for Christmas. He's going to this party that his wife's at for the company she works for. It's a Christmas party on Christmas Eve at Nakatomi Plaza. And yeah. the whole thing By happens. Way, what a garbage company that has a party <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Right? I agree. Nobody does that. If the most unbelievable thing about Die Hard is that someone had a Christmas party on uh, a corporate Christmas party on the night before Christmas. But but anyway, so I think that that's enough to make it because the tone is there. Good guys win. That's the spirit of Christmas. Wait a minute, hold on, what do you mean tone? What tone? A violent tale of one man surviving through a, a terrorist attack and eventually killing the bad guys. What elements, aside from the fact, I mean, here, separate setting from story. Yeah. The setting of Die Hard is unquestionably set during Christmas. Nobody would argue that it's like, no, it's really set during the 4th of July. Okay? It is not, though, a story. And and, and here's probably the larger argument that I would love to hear people call in on is what is a canonical Christmas story? Is it kind of a, a, a you know the, the the Dickens tale of of redemption and family or charity? Like, like are are these the elements that you need to have? to have a story of Christmas or is it, you know, the, the religious element of it? Is it a, a faith and, and faith rewarded or, or miracles or something like that? Those are also uh, uh, themes in, in Christmas stories. Die Hard doesn't have any of those okay. except, except for the fact that miraculously Bruce Willis kills an entire terrorist cell. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. Yes. But then you then you put into question a whole lot of other movies that are considered to be canonical Christmas movies, like Home Alone. Home Alone's about a kid that gets left by his parents because they're dumb and they forgot. It happens to be on Christmas, but then it's really about two guys trying to rob the place and him foiling them. It's never about Christmas in that movie. Well, the only thing I would defend Home Alone as a Christmas movie is that it is a modern, our modern mythology of Christmas is about travel, right? Travel is a huge part of it we go to visit oh geez see this is that thing it does sorry hold on there's nothing i can do about that hi you're on the air who's this well hey scott it's john oh hi john uh, john jagger everybody of the of the internet he's here today what's going on john uh hi i needed to talk about die hard oh okay great but well, plus plus he's a huge shane black fan so this should be good go ahead and you're not the shane I, black, I did die hard, shane black fan. yeah uh so i you know i think Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie because when you boil it down, it's basically a reskin of a Christmas without a Santa Claus or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. (laughs) All right. I'll bite. Why? Yeah. Explain. (laughs) So the theme of every great Christmas movie. No, you want to know what? I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you right (laughs) now. Go, go. Give it to us. I'm going to stop you right now because this is the problem with this entire argument is like everybody just wants it. It's like this fun, silly little thing. Oh, no, I'm going to I'm going to do these crazy calisthenics to point out the most uh, uh, asinine stuff to plug it into the fact that it's a Christmas movie. It's so obviously not. And you know it, but you want to do it's become this intellectual exercise for people to see whether or not they can plug this square peg into this Santa shaped hole. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's easy, Justin. It's easy. Go with me on this because here we go. Here All we right. go. Here's All the right. adventure. All right. Every great Christmas movie is basically the premise of Oh, Christmas is great. Christmas is wonderful. We're all coming together and going to have a great time. Uh-oh, something's happened. There's a fog. There's Santa's sick. You know, there's always something big that happens. In this case, terrorists have taken over a tower. That's unfortunate. That's going to ruin everybody's Christmas. But then there's this one element, whether it's Rudolph or, you know, a band of adventurers coming together, and they're going to do something to save Christmas. In this case, it's John McClane. And he gets a machine gun, and he saves Christmas. Not only that, but he also redeems himself in the eyes of his wife, who he was having problems with. He was struggling. They were having a falling apart marriage. So he not only saves Christmas, but he saves his marriage 
although ultimately that doesn't work out either. So <laughs> it, it's really just basically a Christmas story. Okay. I don't think this is a bad so argument, Justin. Where, where's so, so your, Go ahead. Your your argument is that, because there is a genre, I mean, because he, he made the, the point to say it's Rudolph, like it goes like Rankin Boss uh, uh, stories, which are fantasy uh, uh, mythology stories around Christmas, right? Like all the Santa stuff is basically about this like mythology we've woven around Christmas. And you are saying that this is a live action version, an adult live action version of that and not necessarily something like, uh, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's a wonderful life, although that has fantasy elements as well, uh, where it is about people dealing with Christmas. This is a fantasy in the way that Rudolph is. Sure. It's, it's, you know, some stop motion puppets away. <laughs> All right. All right. So, enough, okay, enough. this is a good. I, I really like where John's head at is here. Uh, oh, this thing's gonna ring again next time someone calls. Thank you, John. Uh, so, so he, the chat room, a few people have turned. They said, "Whoa!" I was with Jerry up until I heard that explanation. It actually kind of makes sense to me. The best, and and look, I've been subjected to the most horrific treatment lately. My wife watches pretty much nonstop um, episodes or, or or movies of the Hallmark Channel Christmas movie marathon crap. She loves it. Loves it, loves it, loves it. They're all stupid and inane, and she knows this, but she loves it. She, it gives her this feeling. She just thinks it's great. Yesterday, there was one on that had Danny Glover, speaking of weapon, uh, Lethal Weapon in it. Uh, he was in it. Uh, uh, Dermot McRolney. <laughs> I said to saying that wrong because the way Nicole yeah. says it. Uh, all these other people that you'd recognize, they're all a little washed up, but maybe this is just paying the bills, whatever. And they're doing this really sappy, dumb thing called the Christmas train. And the Christmas train story is, yep, starts about Christmas. We're going to do a train ride across the country for Christmas. But oh no, the train has been stranded somewhere in the Rockies and it can't move past this horrible pile of snow. And, and now we're going to have to figure out how to survive in here. And then eventually they figure it out and they band together and it's Christmas again and the train gets unstuck. There's not that big of a difference between that and John McClane's epic journey. Well, I would make the argument that that stuff isn't a, a Christmas movie either. Now, I have not seen The Christmas Train, so I cannot you know, talk about that specifically. But I just will say, I, I just it is one of those irritating arguments to me that it's like, just because it takes... Setting is not story. And, and to me, there are a few Christmas stories that have literary tradition, right? Or are spinoffs of that, that, I, that either tell a, a fantasy uh, a, a mythology of already set up Christmas pieces on the board, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Santa, Rudolph, Frosty, stuff like that. Or it is a story about our human condition and how we are changed by the Christmas season. There's not a lot. It's not like John McCain's like, well, geez, I was going to abandon this uh, building, uh, but instead I'm going to save everybody because it's Christmas after all. <laughs> right, right. Okay, so then we have, so you're defining, tell me what you think a Christmas movie is then. If it isn't Die Hard, the what's it? have to be affected by the fact that it's Christmas. Okay. There's, so no, uh, there's no affecting, uh, John McClane is a hero, he's a cop, he is somebody that was going to save those people, whether or not this was Christmas or Arbor Day. There is no reason why the characters are affected by the fact that it's Christmas, except for the conceit, the setting conceit of their having a Christmas party on Christmas Eve for whatever goddamn reason. Okay, in that definition, then, if that is the narrow definition, then yeah, I agree. It's not a, it's not a Christmas movie based on that definition, but then neither is almost every other movie ever. Like, for example... Uh, everyone thinks of planes, trains, and automobiles as a Thanksgiving movie. And I would agree that it is. But if you define it the way you just defined it, then it's not. You could have been any holiday having to go home and uh, got stuck and the airplanes are full. Well, and there's no, there's no tradition for the Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> like, that's, that's a totally asinine argument. Like, what, 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 what are other famous Thanksgiving movies? Well, then, if you're right about this, then all the movies that are actual Christmas movies by your definition... Adam's Family 2 was a, Christmas, a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> uh, all, the, all the movies that... If, if your definition remains this narrow, then there are no good Christmas movies because the ones that still fit, fit suck. Like, Elf's okay. I can laugh at Elf, I suppose. Uh, Christmas Family... Or Christmas Vacation is funny. Um, I have some issues with it, but you know, for the most part, it's a tradition every year. 
uh, a Christmas story is all hinging on Christmas. There's like this handful that are good, but then the rest are terrible that are just focused on Christmas. They need some other sandwich meat between the two bread pieces that are Christmas Eve and the day after Christmas, which is usually how these things end up. So I think your definition's too narrow if we want anything good in there. What? No, I, I, I think all the classics are there for a reason. We, we created a genre based on these traits and now people just want to staple these and these are awesome movies i love watching them if you want to watch them because it just has the christmas iconography in there i'm not saying that i'm not saying that it's not but it does degrade a helpful the by willfully ignoring the genre markers i think it degrades the grouping of the genre which might be a very pedantic librarian's point to make but yet i am making also the movie came i i mean not that I want to go this whole time arguing against your point and then now give you a little fuel, but Die Hard came out July 15th, 1988. So it's kind of a weird time for a Christmas movie to come out. I feel like Christmas movies, the ones that fit your definition and even the ones that fit most of my definitions of Christmas movie, they usually come out in the holidays, somewhere in the October to January range. And yeah. a movie that came out on the 15th of July in the heat of summer and then still call it a Christmas movie is a little pushing it. I'll agree I, I there. Do, I do love that Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is a Thanksgiving movie. It totally it is because he's going home to Thanksgiving. That's the whole premise is he's trying to get out of there and home for Thanksgiving on time with his family. Uh, and he can't because the planes are stuck. The storm hit Chicago. It's awful. Uh, what are you going to do? Well, I guess I'll take this plane, this train, or this automobile. And it's John Candy and it's them doing their thing. And it's the, oh gosh, there it is again. Sorry, that's our sign to take a call. Hi, uh, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, Scott, it's Ian. I'm Sci-Fi. Hey, man. It's good to have you back. How you doing, buddy? Hey, hey what up, Justin? Uh, so I was waiting for you to say the words, Scott. Oh, well, it came out in July because Miracle on 34th Street came out in the summer. <laughs> All right, see? I'm not. See, I, that's the thing. You, you guys, you guys might uh, hold uh, a lot to the initial release date argument. I, I think that a, a story is a story is a story, whether it's released uh, in in July or December. Okay, so you don't think that time? There's no time dependency, or at least you think that now that Ian has pointed out that one of the great Christmas classics came out. I this never summer. said. I I never. Don't don't wrap me into your argument. It's Thanksgiving, man. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you not yeah, agree may, may 2nd 1947 miracle on 34th street came out because the the uh the, the studio had no faith in it whatsoever and then it was re-released the next year during the holiday season and it became the classic that it was all right so that how about the newer one did they do that one later uh, let's see that one they did that, that one they did later yeah, yeah that yeah, one uh, 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 Ian, thank you so much we do it we have two more topics here that we need to get through yeah we, thanks we, dude we, this is a tight this is a tight one though like people have stuff to say it's funny though because I, i'll say this one final thing yeah it, it you know gremlins uh die hard all these movies that have a christmas background but aren't necessarily dealing directly with christmas um I think people should be able to feel good about those still being choices for Christmas. By the way, Gremlins, I will, I'm more on the side of saying Gremlins is a Christmas movie than I am Die Hard a Christmas. Really? It centers around family, a gift. Again, these are, these are, are, are elements of traditional Christmas stories. Yeah, but mostly it's about little creatures because you got them wet mostly and then. No, but this is my entire argument for Die Hard. I'm saying that at <laughs> least it has other elements that are akin to Christmas movies. Let's get into gift gif. Listen, let, let's get through these. I'll just explain these arguments. People can call and yell about whatever yeah, they yeah, want. Yeah, right? it's totally fine. In fact, you know what? I'm not. The lines are closed for a moment. All right, go ahead. Gift first, GIF. All right. GIF, of course, G I F is how it is spelt. Graphic interchange format. You would think graphic beginning with a hard G, it should be GIF. However, the inventor has come out and said that there is no argument, there is no debate. He invented it, he named it. It is GIF, a soft G for G what you look at as GIF. I am very much of the belief that this is GIF. It's a hard G, it stands for graphic. Yeah. That's it's just what it is. If the inventor of, uh, if the inventor of television, let's say we could go back and talk to, I forgot his name. It's a Utah guy. Anyway, you go back to talk to that guy. Oh, his name just passed right past me and I almost had it. Oh, it almost happened again. This is how memory works. Anyway, let's say we find that guy 
And we bring him back to life and we say, yo, uh, oh, Philo Farnsworth. There it is. Thank you, Stoic Squirrel in the chat room. I know he's not the inventor. I know there's other stuff going on in Europe. I get it, but he, he had a hand in it. Anyway, anyway, Philo Farnsworth. I say, Philo, you know, television has been amazing. Thank you for your contribution to, to its early days so that we could have what we have now. And he turns around and goes, well, and let's, pr- let's pretend he's the f- sole inventor. But let's sure. say he goes, well, now listen, Mr. Johnson, I, I invented television, and I'm here to tell you that it's pronounced Untavison. And I'd go, Untavison? Yeah, Untavison. So say it right. I would say, F that. I don't care if you invented uh, snow and call it blow. It's still snow. Like, I call it, t- it's television. So it's GIF. It's GIF. It was always GIF. It should have been GIF. That guy is wrong. I don't care if he made it up. It doesn't matter. Graphics interchange format. He admits that's part of its genesis. So if that is the acronym, graphics G, hard G. You don't say giraffe. You say giraffe because that's a different kind of usage. You don't say gift. You say gift. It's a freaking G. It's a hard G. It's GIF. It's always GIF. It will always be GIF. There's my stance. Yeah. All right. Uh, we are we, in agreement. It ain't nothing but a G thing. Uh, uh, standing and sitting wiping, you were blown away to to learn that apparently, according to an informal poll, 44% of men reported that they stand while wiping. The reason why is because they say that if you are sitting, or sorry, that uh, if you if you stand, your hand does not go into the bowl where you might graze either the dirty water or the excrement itself. It does stand to... Uh, 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 reason here that these are men for whatever reason this is not an argument that women have this is an argument that men have no you're uh, by the way uh, the way you're doing you're giving this such clinical attention i love it it's amazing okay keep going sorry keep going as for the uh the other side if you are sitting the argument is that you are more open to the cleaning process so uh, allow your mind to understand how that works <laughs> uh, that when you are standing you are closed to what is a a, a very important hygienic ritual okay so did i say this at the top of the show i don't remember i only get it it was pre-show did i talk about my kids when they're little they already do this i think i I think it was at the beginning okay okay so so there's this period of time where you're kind of learning and you got to learn and that means a lot of mistakes man i'm telling you it's a it's it's a battle going from age zero to let's say three or four when you finally conquered the great beast that is potty training and i did this for three different kids they all had their own pace they all had their own issues um my, my oldest daughter would have a tendency to go out in public and and just crap herself right up her back. And and the other two didn't do that. But then the other two had their own little weird issues. So you had your problems or whatever. But the training, much of this came from their mother, for the girls was you sit and do it and you go front to back, never back to front. Because if you go back to front, I mean, let's just yeah. not be too delicate here, but it's, you know, gets all up in the VJJ there and creates all sorts of infection possibilities, right? Sure. So that made sense to them, and they learned accordingly. In Nick's case, I'm like, Nick, now that you're big enough to do this, you sit and do it, and I and this is the honest truth. This is the advice I gave him. Yeah. This is really embarrassing, but here's what I'm going to tell you. This is great that we're putting this in a format that will live forever. Forever, always on the internet. Yeah. Taylor will never hear this. It's fine, you guys. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's a good thing he's not a teenager, very, very susceptible to embarrassment. Yeah. In Nick's case, he's, yeah, he may be embarrassed. So here's the thing with Nick, or not with Nick. I, this advice I gave him, and I think it holds up. The value of doing this sitting, yeah, is that you can create, uh, <laughs> you can create a sort of, um, a better case scenario of coverage. Because the seat can act as a way of sort of uh, propping open the barn, if you know what I'm trying to say. A wedge, right? You know, it just got like like, like you would like you would put one of those like rubber stoppers underneath the door. (laughs) Right. So that you can so that you can get to the hard to reach places. And it's important. This is human stuff, right? We're not talking about anything. It's not he 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 he. This is gross. It's just the way we're built. So. So you, you give yourself a little bit of stretch there and you can kind of crank around there and get, get the most for your money. Yeah. Now, if you don't do that, if you stand, uh, the gates are shut. <laughs> uh, if you're going to create that kind of thing, you look re- real weird doing it. And uh, you also risk your, like if you're in a public bathroom, you risk your pants like dragging on that nasty ass floor. Like there's other peripheral problems with this. Yeah. But I stand very 
I stand with those who sit. Well, I'll tell you what. We've seen uh, Dead Polymers uh, uh, here in the chat room says that uh, he doesn't know how uh, sitting even works. Do you have a trapeze bar in your bathroom? <laughs> Again, one half, close to one half of all men say that they stand. I think we are both in agreement that we are both sinners. However, tell you what, hashtag unfriend me. Hit us up in the Twitch chat or give us a call right now. The gates are open. Yeah. Uh, like they are sitting, uh, uh, 801-285-9395. Yeah, you'll see you're watching live. You're seeing that number right there on the screen. Call it. We'll know what comes in because it's going to ring my head off as soon as it does. Uh, we got a Oh, here we got one. I knew it was coming. Here we go. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Who is this? Good Lord. Hello, Scoot. Hello, Jerbs. This is Morgan from Georgia. Hello. Welcome. Uh, now, I'd like to uh, chime in on the, the uh, perhaps opening of the barn door, and I have a, a question that's perhaps uh, a little bit off from standing or sitting because I think it's really a user's choice. I've got a buddy who will put his feet and uh, kind of do a little squatting action. Oh. So it's really uh, to each his own there. Sure. And well, listen, uh, I want to know... Squatty potty okay. is something that is very popular. Yeah, the squatty potty is a big deal. In fact, my wife purchased one. Uh, we have one. I never use it, but people like it. It's actually a St. George company. Some some weirdos down in Utah, in Southern Utah, came up with this idea. So when you guys see that stupid uh, uh, unicorn poop and rainbow ice cream yeah. commercial, you'll know where it no, came it from. It apparently lines everything up. It's just like like a, like a, like a straight shot. You're yeah, just, you're just evacuating at full speed. Squatting is apparently the the healthy deal. Uh, my Korean siblings would tell you that they squat a lot for other reasons. But anyway, so wait, I, I need to get a picture here, a visual. What is your friend doing? Is this during that phase that this is happening? Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was off topic. I have a question about spreading of the barn door. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> now, barn doors. I Go need ahead. to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna address this as delicately as possible. Okay. okay. Now. Us, us gentlemen perhaps might uh, be privy to perhaps somewhat of a swampish uh, environment. Um, yep. Yep. And the question for which I have for you gentlemen is how, how far into the swamp is one allowed to, to wade? Before it is considered perhaps inappropriate. <laughs> All right, this is the best question ever. Uh, I think I know where he's headed. I'm going to hang up on him now so we can get other calls in. But uh, so, Justin, yeah, uh, I think what he means is, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, there's 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 surface work, and then there's, uh, you yeah. Know. I mean, listen, I think he's saying uh, when 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 does uh, uh, when does hygiene become recreation? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think that may be where he's where he's at. Um, I think I, look, uh, live your life, uh, buddy. I, I, uh, I think everybody's different. Uh, although we all are, are built on the same OS, we got some different uh, hardware, uh, and uh, some people got a uh, some people got uh, a longer distance to travel, and other people have less. So, so uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not comfortable saying uh, giving any kind of knuckle recommendation. No, yeah, we're yeah we're not doing two knuckle. You know, this isn't like well, how much whiskey, how many fingers of whiskey do you want? This is a very different question. Uh, uh, I had a bloke on uh, yeah. Twitter. We got a question on Twitter. He says, wipe up or wipe down. Uh, I'm a. I'm a what, yeah. What do you do? I'm, a, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going out. I'm, uh, I, I don't I don't need anything that I'm pushing to, to get anywhere closer to my front. Yeah, I'm all about that, too. It's uh, up and out. Uh, no down. Down is for people who weren't told properly what to do. A uh, male or female. So now, I think. Here's, here's something that did uh, uh, came up a couple times in, in some of the vitriol about this issue is that it, it, it very much comes back to a from the sitters to the standers. Yeah. And I will say this, that while people are are obviously split on this uh, uh, by the numbers, much like many conservatives believe that the media is dominated by liberals i will also say it seems as if the media is dominated by sitters because <laughs> whenever i have heard this conversation had the hosts are almost always sitters yeah well, so uh, i think that there there is a lot of 
willful mischaracterization being made by sitters to standers as uh, a lot of, hey, your parents quit potty training you. A lot of very, very, very uh, uh, personal arguments about hygiene and, and, and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, Cracks.com put up a, a cartoon sort of image not long ago, back in April. It says there are only two types of wipers, a stand wipe and a sit wipe. And there's cartoons of each of these things. And then uh, there's an asterisk that says, fun fact, they're both unaware of the other's existence. Uh, so we may be bumping up against that. Some people are hearing no, this. There is without a doubt. Every time that, that this conversation, I've seen this conversation pop up a couple times on blogs and radio shows and stuff like that. Deadspin did a whole thing. The biggest fun part of it is either community realizing that they have lived with each other their entire lives. Yeah, never know. It's foreign. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that happens so often and is so personal that nobody likes to talk about it. When is anybody going to bring it up in polite conversation? And yet here on the internet, where this kind of discourse is more welcome, everyone's blown away by it. So on uh, this, the morning stream this morning, we had an article about the percentage of Japanese men who sit when they pee versus stand when they pee. And why that's significant to this conversation isn't that there's some correlation. It's that it was exactly the same percentage. 44% of people claim that they sit to pee as the exact percentage as this study you referenced saying they sit to wipe. And I'm I'm not saying there is a correlation, but, uh, you know, humans like we hear uh, coincidental numbers and we think, oh, something's afoot here. Something's going on. Anything to make of that? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't know. This is also unscientific. <laughs> well, listen, it's docile December. So, you know, we're t- we're taking the easy uh, road so this here. Was college humor. Yeah. They did a poll that uh, uh, had 4,214 votes. 56% sat, 44% stood. Okay. Yeah, 44 44 stood. Uh, So they're actually contrary to one another. One is sit, one is stand, but 44% either way. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. uh, We'd love to hear more of your thoughts, everybody there at home uh i guess on this topic or any of the others we brought up you can go back you can swing right back around to whether die hard's a christmas movie or not that's totally fine or you can hybrid these things and say i think that uh bruce willis is a front wiper or a back wiper or a stand wiper whatever you want Uh, all right keith conrad uh writes us here on twitter standing seems like it would leave one extremely visible to anyone who happened to be walking by the stall oh interesting. is, is there an element of either immodesty or uh, maybe you are even uh, making people uncomfortable as as you're uh, for taller folks. You are your your head is is poking out. It also made me think maybe are are more people likely to uh, uh, more more people likely to do it because of height or weight or uh, some people were even suggesting maybe if uh, you are a guy that has some some low hanging fruit <laughs> that that you uh, you are less likely to kind of try to dip. Uh, your body uh, lower so as to get a good crank there. Uh, and instead you would prefer to stand. So uh, your, 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 your Chiquita banana doesn't <laughs> fall into the pond. Yeah. So your little, your little bag of eggs doesn't uh, drape, drape yeah. into the, into the, the sewage there. No, I, 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 I understand that. And everybody's going to be different. And I bet if I asked, I don't know, I have a friend who lived in China for 15 years and, they had to use a lot of hole in the ground style uh, toilets. Yeah. And, and uh, Atlas Madness here in the Twitch chat room says it's a thrill every time I make eye contact when I stand up. Well, okay, so, hey, this, this is an enjoyment. This is <clears throat> this is a a a a a feature, not a bug. Uh, not for me. It's the opposite. So if I go to like a let's say a, a busy airport uh, bathroom because that's kind of what those are. The flight gets out, everybody rushes to the John and does their thing. Uh, and there's people standing. I can't believe I said John. What is it, 1973 in here? That's the weirdest thing I've said in a long time. Anyway, they're all in there <laughs> using the can or they're using the urinals and they're standing or they're sitting or they're whatever. It's so quiet in there that if it, nobody wants to talk to anybody, nobody wants to admit that we're all engaged in a form of necessary human endeavor, but nobody wants yeah. to talk about it, admit it or do anything. And the worst thing that can happen is like a cell phone to go off or a guy clear his throat because you're just like, oh, dude, don't even let's, let's can we just get through this and then nobody say anything to anybody. Let's just get through this. Now, I assume in the women's bathroom, they're all just, 
Hey, did you see that deal over at Kohl's? I sure did. Yep. They're probably having a great time. I don't know. I, 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 do not, I don't know. Women women can uh, can, can, can uh, chime in if they want, but I think your your uh, 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 understanding of a women's restroom is 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 very far from from my understanding of a women's restroom. Well, I I've always I mean I don't go in there, so I don't know for sure. It's all rumor and scuttlebutt. Have you ever worked at a job where you had a clean restroom? No, never. Well, I did one that was a unisex one for a restaurant I worked at, so I'd go clean that every day, and it was but it was just a single you know like a small place. Yeah, but it, no, but, women's restrooms are are can be vile vile places really because i i was saying this on the show this morning we leave kim and i were in a mall uh fashion place mall here in salt lake city we got out uh, for those locals that's in midvale we get out and we walk out into the hall and i look i have the look on my face like this ashen pale look of i've seen the future in man and, and it means we're all gonna die and kim comes out going oh there's a lovely lovely bathroom in there like it smelled nice they had a nice nice little uh you know, stack of stuff in there. There's a little place you could sit and read if all the other stalls are busy. That none of that existed in the hellhole of a freaking nightmare I went into. So uh, I have always assumed okay. that that's what it's like across the board. I feel like I feel like you are building up a straw bathroom here uh, <laughs> to to, uh, to, to uh, augment your point. Uh, I, I don't want. I don't really want to get much into it. If somebody else wants to call it and explain it, but there's. Uh, uh, what I have always understood specifically for whatever you want to know what you want to hear actual like horror stories that will rival those coming back from active war zones. Yeah. Yes. Talk to Michael's employees about their bathroom for whatever reason. I don't know what it is about arts and crafts or whatever, but talk to Michael's employees about their bathroom and you will hear horrifying horrifying stories it has never failed me on the jury show we've asked about it uh uh, my friends who have worked there have have told me about it but it is a predominantly women uh uh, a female uh demographic that visits michael's and it is horrifying so what what do you think that is like do you have a theory what do you think that is i would i mean i i I don't know uh, uh enough about the the uh the, the world of of uh, female restroom going uh to to say why i just know that you know there's just a lot of a uh, lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff in there also you got to figure there's a uh, uh you know you you're, you're mixing you don't see a lot of blood in a in a men's restroom right no yeah that's true it's a bloodless pretty bloodless affair yeah but i feel like we're going very off. I mean, like we're getting into some very, very. Well, dead. it's it's this. Okay, we can. Uh, yes, we could still be pontificating about the details of getting poo out of your your hole. Uh, yes, but so this feels a little less <laughs> troublesome than that. But you know, the 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 bathroom habits of people is yeah. fascinating to me because we all go around life like they're like we are just these pristine non-animalistic uh intelligent creatures of great renown and 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 high science and 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 whatever but at the end of the day like even the smartest among us uh neil degrasse tyson probably clears a can a bathroom out man like he probably goes in there and ruins everybody's day and oh, i would i mean he's a big guy he's right? a great big he's guy gotta, he's gotta be dropping bombs sure and he just had italian or whatever and he's rough and he's going in there and it's bad and on the other hand you can't he's wait to like on twitter talking about like his favorite pizza and stuff like those are <laughs> right and so my thinking is we got to start coming to terms with this i mean on the one hand it's you know giggle material for a bunch of 12 year olds but at the bottom the bottom line is like this yeah. is this is my kind of me talking to myself because i am I hate public bathrooms. I hate having to go there. I refuse to pee on a plane. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well, why? Well, because I have been, I I think anyway, there was a part of me that was raised to think, well, that's all dirty stuff and nobody should be doing that. Even though everybody does that, it's just a healthier place to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a grandma's house. You know, he shed his pants. What are you going to do? Can I can I tell you this? I prefer an airplane restroom. Really? Yeah. Doesn't it bug you about like oh, I don't know? It feels like a like a like a motorhome, like a Winnebago. It's just like this flying tube of of people and their urine. <laughs> sure. I mean, but we're all right. So there's that's uh, a fact, no matter what, right? <laughs> I guess maybe it's just uh, uh everything's pressurized, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like it just like like 
fires out of there. Like it's just, it's like you get down to business, and then and then it makes that like there is no flush like an airplane bathroom flush. Oh no, it's something special. It's loud and yeah, it sounds yeah. like something's gonna get torn asunder. I get you. I, I'm totally with you. But Christmas movies. Let's do this before we go. <laughs> Do you can you tell me because we didn't really do this we we didn't say what our favorite holiday films are for the Christmas season specifically let's sure. do it by whatever definition you want yeah. what is your favorite Christmas movie and does it involve who no don't say that part just what's your favorite Christmas movie oh without a doubt it's the Peanuts one and I, and I don't even necessarily think that it's uh, uh the best story I mean the story is fairly choppy right. Which one is uh, that? As all so, those peanut specials are. Oh, it's the um. What's it called? What's that? oh the uh, they do like yeah. a. There's a lot of Jesus stuff in that. I'm surprised that you like. Oh no, yeah, but but it's them just kind of repeating, like it's kids doing like a play and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but really, the, the 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 biggest thing is 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 the Vince Guaraldi trio soundtrack, which is the goat, the greatest Christmas music of all time is the the peanuts Vince Guaraldi trio soundtrack. I think I agree with that sound with that sentiment about the soundtrack. I think that's good. Uh well people are saying people are saying that's a TV special, not a movie. Eh. I mean do you do you do you uh subscribe to that or do I mean I can I can pick a movie, I guess. I mean back in the day I may have found harder a harder time accepting that, but I feel like today it would be hard for me to say like I just finished watching Godless on Netflix and it's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. I loved it like top to bottom. But at the end of the yeah. day, it's a it's a seven episode miniseries western that's on technically TV is where I watched it. It's a streaming thing, but whatever definitions may may vary or stretch. But it was one of my favorite westerns of all time. So it is not hard for me to say I would put that right up there with three other westerns that I could say were theatrical releases versus this. I don't think it matters anymore. So I even think retroactively, I don't think it matters anymore. Who cares? Oh, so you're you're going. You're saying all of it. it yeah, is on two, TV. it's two hours. It's two hours. You saw it on TV today. They could show it in a theater. You could watch it on your phone. What's the difference? It's a two hour thing, and it's a rad. And there's no reason you can't call that a Christmas movie. It's still a movie. Yeah. They have movies of the week on TV all the time back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I don't. I mean, think it is kind of feature length, right? Sure, it's like an hour. It's an hour, well, it's an no, hour and a half. It's at ninety minutes, I think, isn't it? Was oh, is it ninety? I thought it was. I love that though. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh. Hold on, is that us? No, that's not us. Who is that? Is that you? That's actually me. Oh, I can't hang up on it. <laughs> oh, Skype, you're such a piece of garbage. All right. Oh my god! I had, to, I had to quit Skype. I didn't even know. Yeah, it's 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 a it, you and you have your set to have no sound, and yet it does it anyway. It's the worst. It's garbage. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all right. My favorite Christmas movie. I mean, I don't want to say Die Hard because of this controversy, but I'm gonna say. Oh man, this is harder than I thought it was gonna be. Now well, I because think- all right, like you want a Christmas movie to get you in like the Christmas spirit. Yeah, right? like you, do. you want to, you want you to do. think about the things that are special about Christmas, and like family and presents and giving and charity and and unity and and being inside and drinking hot drinks. Like there, there's a lot of Christmas kind of uh, themes that are projected in a movie. Which does, would, does for me, does love actually count? You know, love actually, obviously, a million different stories, but I think enough of them are wrapping around. I mean, the yeah. poster is literally a Christmas gift. It's a big picture yeah. of all of these great actors and their different stories with a giant ribbon and a bow and a card for Christmas. So I yeah. feel I feel like that one's good. Uh, I, I I would say that for my serious uh, to sort of you know sappy deal, and then I'd still put National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation way up there because it's a great time and I think it's uh, still holds up and it's a funny movie. Uh, the worst Christmas movie I think that you think is good that totally does not hold up and is utter poo now is Scrooged. Do not think Scrooged is good unless you go see it again soon. Oh, no. Scrooged is no good. It's no good. Oh, no. Now we're actually in a fight. Yeah. We're actually going to fight about that. I love Scrooge. I loved it in the day. I watched it recently. Hold up. It does not. I'm telling why, you. Why do you think it doesn't hold up? I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Oh, Muppet Christmas Carol. Sorry. That's my real answer. I take it all back. I love the Muppet Christmas Carol. I think that is the best Christmas Carol. I am, I am probably more in tune with the with like the sci-fi horror fantasy elements of Christmas too. Yeah. Like, cause I, I, I love, I love, uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah. Which is about a man about to commit suicide, which is like super like dark and metal. 
and and I like Christmas Carol because it's about ghosts. Like uh, I'm 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 down. I I guess that maybe it's a part of the Christmas stuff that I like. And and why I find the Die Hard thing kind of offensive is that like, look, we have all this space to play. It's not like you can't do stories about death and suicide and ghosts and regret and. Well, and, he did. Uh, he uh, did. Uh, he did wrap one of the terrorists in a um in Christmas lights and sent him down the elevator. That's Christmassy. Okay. Cool. Cool story, bro. <laughs> all right. I realize that one's kind of weak, but anyway. All right. Well, uh, we hope you're all continuing to have a fantastic uh, Christmas season leading up to the big day, and and next week as as is consistent with docile December. There'll be yeah. more like this. Uh, what's keep up next? Sending in, keep sending in your 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 your, your, your docile December picks. Hit me up at Justin R Young. Uh, hit us up on email unfriendmeshow at gmail Again, unfriendmeshow at gmail dot com. Uh, put docile December in the uh, subject line so I can sort them out a little easier. Yeah, that's right. Follow Justin and Justin R Young on Twitter. Follow me at Scott Johnson, and we'll keep you guys abreast of what's happening. I think that is going to do it for us. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week with a whole new episode. We'll see you then. Bye Bye now. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) 